0: Imagine recording 23 hits in a baseball game and still losing. Well, unfortunately, you don't have to imagine it as the Red Sox made it a reality in what was a shootout loss against the Orioles on Saturday. You are locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlba, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. Thank you for making the show your first listen of every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute deals, lowest price guaranteed. Don't forget SiriusXM also has you covered for all broadcasts of every Red Sox game. Just download the SXM app, search Red Sox, and it will link you to the home broadcast so you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball for this last three weeks or so of the regular season after what I'd say has just been a crazy and a wild season for Boston. So many things have gone wrong this year, but also there's things to be excited about moving forward. So If any relationship that you've ever been in has been toxic, your relationship with the 2023 Boston Red Sox could definitely be at the top of that list for sure. I mean, the emotional roller coaster I've been on throughout the course of this season watching this team and just how much time and dedication we as a fan base put into watching this team. I give you props if you've stuck with it like I have because it certainly is not easy The Baltimore Orioles are what the Boston Red Sox strive to be at the moment. They, for so long, were a bad baseball team. Their fan base had to watch some brutal baseball for many, many years. And they've developed a lot of young talent within their own system. And it's now showing and paying off. For them, I mean, if I'm an Orioles fan, I'm super excited about this team. They might not have enough pitching to win it all this year, but they're certainly very, very close, and I'm looking for a big 2024 season from them. But they also had a big series against the Boston Red Sox. I mean, talk about pouring on all these runs on both Friday and Saturday. Smoked the Red Sox 11 to 2 on Friday, which isn't even worth talking about, really, because the Red Sox in just every aspect of baseball just could not show up. Tanner Houck did not look good. Bullpen looked even worse. And Saturday, I mean, how do you lose a game in which you record 23 hits? William Abreu went five for five and that's something that's definitely worth noting and talking about because ever since coming up from the minors he's actually been very solid for Boston his bat has been very good um he's batting 353 right now but he's been over 400 back in August um he had a couple of games in which he was batting 500 and 462 um and for a lot of the season or these last few weeks or so that he's really been up in the majors he's kept his average over 300 the majority of the time it dipped down a couple times to under 300 with the lowest average being about 241 um last week he scuffled slightly at the plate for him but he's still batting 353 with a 421 on base percentage abreu's a contact hitter and he definitely has the power um I've been impressed with his bat so far um, and his fielding. He's made a couple nice plays in the field. I think when it comes to a player like him, he's really in the the mode right now where he's trying to prove himself and prove that he could be a piece to the puzzle in the future for this Red Sox team. And when Jaron Duran went down with his injury and it impacted the outfield a lot, you know, Alex Verdugo still in the outfield, Adam Duvall, Masataka Yoshida. And then it leaves to wonder who was going to be that other outfielder. And Abreu's come up, and it really has made me feel like we haven't really missed a beat with Duran being gone in terms of his specific bat. Um, Jaron Duran obviously had such a good season in the time that he was here um, and contributed – so much on offense but when he went down it was what I saw as pretty detrimental to this team because what he was doing offensively was pretty valuable almost too valuable to lose but then Abreu came in and he's been hitting I mean that guy's just been making contact with the ball hitting to every part of Fenway Park um going five for five I mean that's hard. Like like that really doesn't happen very often. Um and so I give him a ton of props for what he's been able to accomplish and being able to kind of pick up from where Duran left off. It's too bad the Red Sox as a team can't capitalize on that because they did get 23 hits in the game on Saturday. Um and this just to me, I identify Saturday's game as one of those games that just truly summarizes the 2023 Boston Red Sox. Because you look at this game and they got hits from every single starter in the game except Tristan Casas. Every single one besides Casas recorded at least one hit. And seven starters had multi-hit games. Seven. Seven. And then Devers, Yoshida, Story, and Abreu all had three hits or more in the game. Um, Devers had a four-hit game. So it makes you wonder, I mean, this team, are they cursed this year? They had four separate innings in which they scored multiple runs on Saturday, but they just couldn't lock things down in every other asset of the game. They almost came back in the game in the bottom of the ninth inning. Do you think that they should have sent Trevor Story – with two outs on that single and the bases loaded and them having a chance to score or to tie the game. because story would have been the tying run. He was at second and it's debatable because it, he might've been thrown out. He might've been out by a mile, but it didn't really look like that to me. I feel like he had a shot um, and especially with two outs and he's already going on contact anyway, and he was the game tying run. I think you take the chance there and send him um, because if he gets thrown out, he gets thrown out. But at least you know that you tried to score the tying run. And if they do send him and he makes it, then they tie it. So there's little things like that in little decisions that the Red Sox have made this year that I haven't necessarily agreed with on the base paths. Um, And that was just another example of that. Um, But Devers having four hits is definitely promising for him. He's had a good second half. I, you know, never gave up on Devers. He struggled a little bit for Devers in the first half of the season, but I really kept thinking he was going to have a better second half. Um, And sure enough, he has, he's playing well, and he deserves credit for that because He's definitely going a little less noticed and less talked about. Um, But the second half that he's putting together has been really nice. And again, Abreu just has impressed me ever since he's been up. He has confidence out there. And it's definitely very promising to see because if he continues to develop in this way, I certainly see him being um, a piece to the puzzle in the future for Boston. Coming up, I'm going to be addressing the Sedani Raffaella situation. Um, Alex Cora addressed why he hasn't been playing as much, so I'm going to be going into that next. Are you ever in a pinch where you're looking for last-minute tickets to an event? Game time has you covered. I actually was in this exact situation, so I got my fiancé tickets to the 50-cent concert uh, for his birthday, and very exciting. He's a big 50 cent fanatic, basically. So it'll be a fun show for him. But I was definitely in a pinch in terms of trying to find the best deal on tickets. And game time was an absolute lifesaver. I don't know if I would have been able to even find tickets had it not been for them. There's so many different events that you can get tickets to on game time, whether it's a concert. a sporting event, anything that you might want, um, you can get tickets for on Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm a huge fan. You should be, too. They give you so many options and so many things you can get tickets to on there. So Danny Raffaella, one of the Red Sox top prospects, obviously had a lot of hype when he came up to the majors. I remember when it was announced that he was going to get his chance and make his debut, and it was very exciting to be able to um, just know that one of the players that's been highly anticipated within the Boston Red Sox organization, is finally getting his shot. Um, But since he's come up, the Red Sox haven't really played him a lot. He's been limited. Um, He's only made two starts, both of them being at shortstop, but he also plays in the outfield. Um, So I had talked about on a previous episode how I would just love to see him play in the outfield more, get exposure, to both positions equally because it'll only benefit the Red Sox down the road if he can really master his skills at both positions because then they can decide based on need where it makes more sense to play him long term because when he's still young and he's still learning, you want to slot him in where he feels most comfortable But if he feels most comfortable in both the outfield and the infield, it's going to set the Red Sox up for success down the road because they can look and evaluate and say, hey, we have more of an outfield need right now, so we need to make him more of an outfielder. And that transition will be seamless because he will have spent enough time playing in the outfield. So I would like still to see them play him more in both positions. But Alex Cora did address the reason why they've kept him limited and he hasn't really gotten a chance. He's played in, he's been, it's been 11 games since he was called up to the majors. Um, he's only started in two of them and in others, he's kind of made an appearance later in the game, whether it's as a pinch runner or just like a defensive replacement for somebody else that's coming out of the game. Um, at second base, shortstop, and in the outfield. But, and for the Red Sox, you know, it makes sense to throw him around like that and throw him into games when they need somebody. But it's a very different situation than how Boston handled the Tristan Casas situation last year when he was a September call-up. And he got a lot of playing time. And was able to really start to develop, which proved crucial in his success this year, because obviously he's having a great season now in his first official rookie year. And had he not gotten that call up late last year, he probably wouldn't be seeing the same type of success now. So with the Tristan Casas situation, it was different because they were playing him a lot. He was just getting into games and making the most of the situation and really starting to get acclimated to being up in the majors. That is not the case for Rafaela. He has not appeared in as many games and Alex Cora basically came public and said the reason for that is because last year, the Red Sox were fully out of it when they called Tristan Casas up and there was no way for them to make the playoffs, so they figured developing him for next season is the most important thing right now. But now Alex Cora sees the team as still sort of in it, which is definitely interesting. I mean, they're 7 games out and they can't seem to get their pitching in lock. Uh and their starters are not really going more than 5 innings a game. Um so he feels like the Red Sox are still in the playoff hunt. So to him, starting Rafaela isn't a priority because it's less important to focus on his development right now when Cora feels like they still have a chance in the wild card race. I mean, are you kidding me? This team has sent so many mixed signals to this fan base. I thought their goal right now was to focus on developing young players and Really build for the future. And I don't exactly see seven games out at this point to be really within reach, especially with how the Red Sox are playing and with the schedule they have coming up. The thought process for them, I believe, is that they have an upcoming series against Toronto and an upcoming series against Texas, both of which are teams ahead of them right now in the wild card standings. So they feel like if they win a lot of those games, it puts them right back in the mix. I mean, sure, I guess. I can make that argument for if they win a lot of those games, then they put themselves right back in it. But what makes them feel that confident that they can win those games? I'm not saying give up on the team because that's just not not it. You don't do that. But, I mean to look at the Raffaella situation and justify not playing him as the fact that you feel like you're still in the playoff hunt is a little bit odd to me. I think you can do both. Um, I think you can win games and play him because he's been hitting well. When he comes into the game as a pinch hitter, he hits well. And I like what I've seen from him. So I don't think starting him a little bit more would make the team worse i mean what difference would it really make if you're rolling out there every day with what you already have versus starting him because are you really winning a lot more games with what you have over him right now because if they start him more then they're allowing him to develop because he can be a really special talent for this team once he really puts all the work in um So you can say that you've developed developed him and he's closer to being a full-time major league player while also not sending the message that you're giving up on the team. I I, I don't really understand the logic behind we're going to hold him back because winning is the biggest priority right now. I think you can do both and you can have a balance of both because it's not like he hasn't been playing well and I don't feel like he's the reason that this team is being held back from winning games. There's a lot of other issues going on with this Red Sox team right now, and I don't see him as one of those issues. So if I'm the Red Sox, you can do both. You can have winning in mind because you feel like you have a chance in the wild card race still, but let the kid play more. I mean, he's up for a reason. I mean, there have been injuries to a lot of Red Sox players, so he's been given his opportunity let him make the most of it. And, you know, I think these next couple series against Toronto and Texas are really going to determine, um, how much more time he plays in the rest of this season, because if they lose both of those series, then it truly is over. Um, and so then you might as well just play him a lot because, might as well focus on his development since you're not focusing on the wild card anymore. And I respect Alex Cora for that whole not giving up on the team mentality because that's going to send a positive message to the players that he still feels like they can get a wild card spot. But I just don't think that's an excuse to not start Rafaela. I think he deserves to be in a position more where he's able to start games and contribute to give himself a chance to get that confidence up. So, I mean – Whether they um, play him a little more this year or not, I hope he's able to develop and that they can set him up for success in the best way possible because it's hard for me to get behind the justification of not playing him because of feeling like you um, have a chance at a wild card spot still. So play Rafaela Alice That's the message that I'm sending, and we'll see if he listens to it. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about Chris Sale. I mean, is he done? His start on Saturday was very much a struggle. So I'm going to be going over, um, you know, just his struggling numbers and what it means for his future with the Boston Red Sox. Who doesn't love fantasy baseball? It's so much fun. And with the playoffs coming up, this is the best time to get involved with sleeper. The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars, like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more, for up to a $100 payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. It's so much fun. So many opportunities to win big with your fantasy picks. All you have to do is just make a couple daily picks and you're well on your way to winning a lot of money. So definitely check out Sleeper. It will not disappoint you. Chris Sale. Remember how good it used to feel when it was sale day and we would all be super excited to watch him on the mound, knowing that a lot of the times when he came in to pitch, it was a good situation and there was a good chance the Red Sox would win the game. I miss that so, so much. He just has not been able to stay healthy and we'll all appreciate him for that 2018 season. And really 2017 also when he was prime Chris Sale and basically unhittable and played a huge part in the Red Sox winning the 2018 World Series. I'll never take that for granted. And I'll always remember that about Chris Sale. But since then, he really just has not been able to stay healthy. That contract is looking like a big failure by the Boston Red Sox. Not that they would have known at the time that all of these things were going to happen to him. Over the next few years, there was just no way for them to really know that. But it's just disappointing, I guess, that it's happened the way that it has. And his season this year has gone the way that it has. He significantly struggled at the beginning of the season um, really early on. In April, his ERA legitimately was in the 11s. 11.25. And then it dipped down to 8 um and then got down to 675 at the end of April. So he just had a really brutal month and then it wasn't much better in May. May he had dropped into about the 5s, 540 earned run average. Then got injured, missed made one start in June on June 1st and then missed the rest of June and all of July with an injury came back in mid-August, and he's been okay. I mean, 488 ERA right now, um, which, again, is not terrible, but it's not what the Red Sox need from a starting pitcher. I mean, I had a feeling going into the season that this was just not going to be a great year for him, and I wish the Red Sox had done more in the offseason – to upgrade the starting rotation because it's hard to rely on Chris sale for anything at this point in his career, as sad as that is to say, because he's such a super successful pitcher, you know, earlier on in his career, but to see the way that things have gone down and feel like you can still rely on him at this point is a tough look by the Boston Red Sox. I mean, he pitched on Saturday against Baltimore and he only made it through four innings, just like a lot of the starters as of late. And he gave up six earned runs in the game, uh, which is just so not good. He did record five strikeouts, but gave up two home runs. He's just not been it. Like, he just hasn't had, had it. Like, when I think about the potential that the Red Sox could be, I'm not putting Chris Sale in the mix of people that can help out with that. I'm just not seeing it. They need to move on from Sale. It's going to be tough because he does have one more year of his contract, and I don't see any way that they're able to dump him in the offseason because I don't see why any team would want him at this point with the way that he can't stay on the field and the way that he's been struggling. And his velocity is down. He was hitting He was hitting about 88 miles an hour on his fastball on Saturday and his command was all over the place. Um, We're talking had a really hard time finding the strike zone. And it's just not the Chris sale that we're used to seeing. It's been pretty apparent that he's really at the end of his career. I think the Red Sox should at least try their best to move him this offseason, although I'm not seeing it, um, it can't hurt to at least try. Because what if there is a team that bites and says, hey, we could use him in the back end of our rotation to help with, um, you know, this, this or this, like maybe somebody's injured, and they need a fill-in starter for a little bit, and they don't need him to put a lot of work in or a lot of innings in. Maybe there is a team that's in that boat. So I think it would be in the Red Sox best interest to at least explore it and see what they can get for him. And I think if they do that, they need to agree to take on like the majority of the rest of his salary um, because they chose to pay him that much money and now they need to eat it up um, and face those consequences. Likely he doesn't get moved and he stays on this roster for one more season, but I don't think when the Red Sox are building their starting rotation over the winter that they should count on Chris sale being one of those starters in the rotation. They need to acquire some pitching as if he's not going to be in the rotation, especially given the fact that he just can't stay on the field and can't stay healthy. So I think it's, you know, time to move on from Chris sale, build a starting rotation where he is not one of the ones that, you're relying on to really put in work as a starter. Um, Heim Bloom is going to be really tested this offseason from a pitching standpoint. The Red Sox have not in a while shown that they're willing to invest in pitching. So got to invest in some serious pitching this offseason. Please make it so that Chris Sale doesn't have to be one of the pitchers that is being relied on to um, eat up a lot of innings and be in that starting rotation Acquire some pitching, move on from Chris Sale, and we're rolling. Well, I say it every day, and as hard as it is, I still try to say it. Keep the faith always. I know it's hard, but let's just try to end this season on a high note and just hope nobody else gets injured and the Red Sox can go into the winter, make some improvements, and start on a clean slate next year. We'll see what happens. Keep the faith. Go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.